225 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. We are one month away to the day from this recording from Zack Snyder's Justice League. Oh, that's right. We are. That's It gives you a warm feeling, tingly inside. I don't know. I feel good. All right. I mean, it, it's only been four years in the making. Ironically enough, that's going to be one of our two or three biggest topics of this show as a, as a uh, the long rumored finally Valentine's Day trailer has dropped. We are here to break that whole thing down for you tonight. But before we do that, we got an enormous show for you here live on Zencaster, as we always are. Appreciate the team over at Zencaster for all they do for us. A, uh, a little housekeeping and then we're going to get into our picks of the week. We'll do trivia. It is 1.5 for me, one for Sam. We are then going to break up the normal run of the show. Like normally we'd start with movies or gaming and then go to a different section. But because two giant things happen this week that don't often happen, we decided to actually put them both the top at the top of the show, even though they're in different genres. And we'll talk about those. That would be Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer, the full one from Valentine's Day, and our first Nintendo Direct full general direct in over 530 days. So we're going to do those and then... We will start with movies. Well, I guess continue with movies where uh, we got a Mortal Kombat trailer, the debut trailer for that film. We're going to talk all about that um, besides, before we talk about some Captain Marvel and Black Widow and a lot of other cool stuff in the movie section and TV. Got some WandaVision news, some Stargirl news, some Constantine news to go over before Sam takes over in gaming, where I'll give my impressions of Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. We'll do our January NPD, one of our favorite segments of uh any episode of the month really uh before instead of our cgc spotlight this week we're going to do something a little different but i'll hold off until the end until we do that a little tease for you to keep you listening until the very end not going to have a cgc spotlight this week i'm out of slabs <laughs> just something a little <laughs> different just being honest <laughs> i slimmed down on the collection what can i say yeah so you know we're gonna have some fun with that when we get to there but before we do any of that just a reminder, now that it's out there on social media, uh, and I talked to him today, so we have confirmed that Ryan Airy of Screen Crush, amongst other things, will be joining us next week on the podcast. That will be mm, half interview, half actual show, so a little different than normal. Where We're, we're going to do a small interview, but we're also going to do the movies and TV section with him. And even though we do nerdy news of the week, you can pretty much bet your bottom dollar that both the entirety of WandaVision and the future of that show, plus the Snyder Cut, even though we're not getting a trailer this week and it'll be old news by then, you can bet we're going to be talking to that to, to Ryan about that. Oh, of course, because I, I want to know what he thought about the, the first Justice League movie will be gotten, kind of what he's looking forward to. And of course, I'm sure he's got a lot of theories going on for WandaVision. So I'm, I'm definitely interested to pick his brain. Yeah, and, and again, check them out at Screen Crush. If you go to the Screen Crush YouTube channel, over 750,000 subscribers. They uh, almost small, small video, channel, small channel. Small, small, they're still working it up. They're not as big as we podcast and we know things, but I guess that stuff takes time. Almost any video you click on will most likely feature Ryan. So he does a great job with his theories and his Easter eggs. And my favorite thing is when he gets one thing wrong, people explode at him like he's supposed to know every single thing. 
like uh, the death equation or whatever the fuck you call it. Anti-life equation. I can't remember. what. A- anti-life equation. Oh, yeah. look, look at you remembering so, some yeah, DC stuff. I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> there you go. So, uh, yeah, he, he got that a little bit wrong in one of his videos and everybody just attacked him. It's like it's like, man, I some days I thank goodness that we're not that popular where when we say something, we get bombarded with people that tell us we're wrong because that would happen constantly. Oh, every day <laughs> so we cannot wait to have ryan on the show that'll be next week so episode 226 it won't be a bonus episode it won't be you know its own thing it'll be a mainline episode because he's going to be our third co-host for the night and i cannot wait even though we're going to have a pokemon direct he will not be joining us for gaming uh i'm going to nerd out on that myself. he hates but- pokemon i'm kidding <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> all right let's get into it sam where we customarily start our picks of the week and I'm I'm still on Netflix, so I'm still perusing. I'm still looking at movies. Haven't really jumped into another show yet. But I don't know if you saw this movie. It was called Ava. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. It's with uh, Jessica Chastain, John Malkovich, Common, Colin Farrell. So it's definitely has a great supporting cast. But she's basically an assassin that's trying to reconcile with her family. She's off to a hit, and the hit doesn't go as planned. And you know, crazy shit ensues. I mean, it, this is definitely like a um, like a junk food assassin movie. I'm not going to say go see this. This is the next like, uh, you know, Academy Award winner. This was just like some some good fun hour and a half movie. I would say it's worth it alone just to see uh, John Malkovich's fight scene. I know you and I are huge fans of John Malkovich, and I, I, I thought he was actually fantastic in this part he had. The film was it got pretty negative reviews, but I thought Jessica Chastain was actually pretty good. Uh, I, I guess the more I've seen, I, like the more I've seen of her, I, I feel like she just gets, I guess, better and better. Like, her, like her, other people, common wasn't too great, but that's common. But again, if you like assassin movies, you want to see some good fight scenes, some good action scenes. It's only an hour and a half. It's on Netflix. It's called Ava. It came out last year. Check it out. I'm so disappointed. What? Why do you? What are you waiting for? Watch Cobra Kai. Like, what are you waiting for? I'm. I again. I'm not ready, dude. I'm still watching Dexter. I'm still watching something else. So it's like I. I don't want to jump into another show. Like, I gotta cross off some stuff here. Like, you figure. <laughs> I. I just got the Blu-ray for Attack on Titan for season three. Season four is out now. So it's like you know I'm. I'm trying to get stuff together. Inuyasha is getting released on Blu-ray. Bleach is coming out on Blu-ray. There's a lot of stuff happening right now. None of which should matter. When we're talking but dude i, I promise kai. you the next show that I'm, I'm going to dive into is going to be cobra kai i promise you or 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 it could be a uh, queen's gambit i don't know oh i'll take either one or ted lasso i'll take any of it oh and, and and they're all on the list it's just, I'll, I'll get to it don't worry man i'll get to it my parents called me tonight specifically for movie recommendations i was like oh i got you even better if you want to play some split uh, some nintendo switch but yeah, of they course. Me for movie. <laughs> I gave them seven or eight movies to watch. I was tempted to give them TV shows. I'm just like, TV's better, but uh, they asked for movies, so I gave it to them. Gave them the old Staten Island, King of Staten Island, and six more. But uh, I'll move on to my pick of the week. And now that I'm complete, uh, now that I have completed it, um, not only once, but almost twice, I've almost beaten it on New Game Plus. Um, I can finally, finally gush about Habroxia 2. Um, mm. The arcade twin stick shoot 'em up from Lily Mo Games. 
published by East Asia Soft. We got the review code, so I've been playing it since before it came out. But like by the time we were allowed to talk about it, I hadn't gotten very far. I beat one level, just one level. <laughs> and then I think last week I updated and said I've beaten like five or six. Well, I'm happy to say that I've 100% completed every single level, rescued every single astronaut, beat every boss, uh, including the uh, hidden bosses. So I've 100%ed the game. Hey. And it was so good that I wanted to play New Game Plus, which I don't often do. I don't often go play New Game Plus. And so I was just so, I felt like such a badass in my ship, and I felt so proud of powering it up the way I did, that I was like, these bosses deserve to get their ass kicked again. And uh, boy, was I wrong. New Game Plus is not just the same game where you're powered up. Oh, no, they made everything harder. Uh, including the bosses by putting the number two after all of them and giving them different patterns, different weapons. They move faster. They hit harder. They take less damage, which is definitely. Uh, uh, he said, I'm tough. still on the first mission. Uh, I'm on level four. Okay, but, not too bad. But 4C or 5C, I can't remember. There's branching paths. And so level two, you can you can beat two bosses and go to level three two different ways, but it's two different level threes. And I cannot, for the life of me, beat the one boss on 2A. I am only beaten 2B, and I've continued on that path. 2A is a really hard level in New Game Plus. It was actually the level that got me stuck for the review code. So I'm back at you know this level that's been giving me a lot of trouble. Again, a twin stick shoot 'em up. Like you can fire in 360 degrees. You can have special laser weapons coming out the front and back you can power up your ship you don't have to if you want to make it the hardest game you've ever played don't power up your ship at all just use your instincts uh it's just so good it's only ten dollars it's on nintendo switch xbox series x and xbox one backwards compatibility ps4 which then plays on ps5 ps vita which i forgot to say uh during the review that it's on vita both physical and digital um, or at least it's coming physically. And I get, I, I believe it's also on PC. So it's literally everywhere. And as a matter of fact, if you don't want to jump into Habroxia 2, Habroxia is only $3 on the eShop right now. It's on sale if you have a Nintendo Switch. I bought it for 3 bucks. I'm on level 3 of that. It's actually a completely different game. So it's, it's a little bit to wrap my brain around when I'm used to the mechanics of 2. But it's hard as hell, but so rewarding. Like, you any skateboarders out there that like try a trick for hours and then finally roll away you know the feeling of being you know how rewarding that can be or just anybody who tries and tries and tries and finally succeeds it gives you that feeling of of like damn i earned that shit and i got that after every level and you know what i'm my proudest moment i beat the final boss on the first try no I, do you know your your runtime for the entire the entire uh, it took me about four hours I would say somewhere between four. It's oh, not five. too bad. Yeah. I'm up to like six hours now. Um, but it's, it's, it took me somewhere between four and five. So you're talking, let's call it five hours for a complete noob like me to 100% the game. Uh, that's what for 10 bucks, that's 50 cents an hour or two bucks an hour. Yeah. Two bucks an hour. Like psh, I'd pay two bucks an hour to play that game. Yeah, it was great. So your values there, the gameplay is phenomenal. The replayability is great. New Game Plus is awesome. It remains really, really hard in New Game Plus. It's not just a walk in the park because you're all powerful. Uh, and I cannot recommend it enough. It's from Lily Mo Games. Go pick it up literally wherever you have a console. Uh, it's called Habroxia 2 
right now. It's very early, but it's my favorite game this year. Oh, oh, high praise. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's still, I mean, we're early. We're early in the year. But... I mean, I mean, literally three games have come out. So uh, uh, that I've played this year. And one of them is a remake from a Wii U port. So uh, it's not like up against the, you know, the best things in the world. You know, Pokemon Snap's not out yet. So, you know, uh, yeah, of, of course, <laughs> so of course. fact, though, you know, Mario Golf and such. But we'll get to that a little bit later. Let's get into trivia. It is one and a half for me. One for you, and I am going to give you the question first for a chance to take the lead. What do you got? In the original Mortal Kombat for Super Nintendo, Genesis, everything, back in the day, our favorites back in the day, who is the secret character that you could actually fight in that game that was not a playable character? Let me hear some names. Was it Noob Saibot? Was it Goro? Was it Reptile? Or was it smoke? Let's go smoke. It was reptile. Ah, um, I almost, dude, I almost said, I knew it wasn't Noob Saibot because he came later. Yeah, he, exactly. Goro ah. was actually, you could actually fight Goro in the actual game. He was the second to last boss. Yeah, I, sh- I should have said reptile. Last second, I changed my mind. Mm. I think you have to play at the pit level. You have to wait for Santa Claus to fly his sleigh past the moon. Then you have to get a double flawless victory and finish him with the fatality that knocks them into the pit of spikes, the stage fatality. And then you fight reptile. I, if, if that's right. And I remember all that just because I remember it. Uh, yeah. I really well, I, I guess I never fought reptile in my life because there's no way I did all that. Yeah. All right, here we go. How many dots are on a board in the original Pac-Man 1980? Oh Goodness gracious, I have no idea. I'm going to need the answers for this. You have A, 180, B, 240, C, 300, D, 360. Could you repeat them? 180 and 360, 300 and what? It was 180, 240, 300, 360. My instinct is 180. I don't think it's like 300 because that's a full number. I think they do a wacky number. I think you have 360 on there because it's double 180. So what were the first two? 180 and two what? 40. That's a weird one. That's either the right answer or you put that in there to be clever. My instinct was 180. I'm sticking with 180. Incorrect. It was 240. Yeah. (laughs) It was either too weird, like too good to be true, or it was true. You, you're, dude, you, you talked yourself into the correct answer and then last second backed out. Yeah, you know. Hey, I, I did that, I, though. That's why I'm, I just stay quiet and I just let you do it. I just like to do things. I, I like that's why we things. podcast and we know things and we do things sometimes. Uh, would it be any fun if we just sat there and said, B? No, so you got to bring some life to the trivia section, you know? It would just, yeah, be of course, of course. Oh, all right, let's start the show. <laughs> Only 15 minutes in. Uh, you know, again, and we're back we and get <laughs> right before we even get into like movies and stuff like that, like the full movie section. We said at the top, there's two main stories we want to talk about tonight. The first one being the Snyder Cut got its trailer, the final trailer before release. Again, like you had mentioned, one month from the night we record this podcast. Wow. Insane to think. But I think like two, two and a half minutes. What would you think? 
again, I I didn't need to see this trailer. I'm already in. I I can't wait for this movie. But to get the little snippets that we got to see more dark side, to see Stephen Wolf without kind of his armor, kind of when he's doing his kneeling, got more of some Amazons. I I, I thought it was great. It, it didn't like, oh, my God, it, it blew me over the water. It was just something that I'm like, OK, I'm ready for this film. After four years, I, I, I just want March 18th to be here. I was just expecting more, I guess, from you. You're not a very verbose person. Well, I, I mean, like I, I already saw. Like I needed, to, I, I got everything I need to. Like you know what I mean? Like I, like we said this before. I was talking to people on Instagram prior. Like we, we don't need to see anything else. We're good. I, already, he changed the red sky. That's great. We don't have this stupid Batman crap anymore. Like we are going to get the, finally the the Justice League movie. I think we deserved, and and with Zach finally gets this shared to the world after everything that went on with his family. That this is huge. I mean, from a from a entertainment perspective, like you might not have needed it, but you got it. So yeah. let's talk about the actual trailer itself. It gave us some new stuff in there. Like you said, a lot of it was older footage that we've seen before. Some scenes were just flipped from the actual fandom trailer. Yeah, it literally flipped the screen. Um, but we did get some newer stuff. We got a bigger look at Black Suit Superman. We got our oh, the Joker. We got him speaking. For some reason, Zach said we live in a society, that whole Internet meme. But we got a lot of stuff. And so I have a couple of questions for you. Instead of going scene by scene and talking about, you know, what happened in the trailer, everybody and their mother has seen that trailer already. If you haven't, pause the show and go watch it. It's two and a half minutes. Then come back and let's talk about the actual trailer. Because I have, after watching it, I think six or seven times, I just have questions for you. They would be the first one. We saw Jared Leto's Joker. We heard him talk. I literally called exactly what he would look like with the faded green in the hair, with the dark roots and the kind of voice that he had. I said he would speak and he basically turns to Batman and says, we live in a society. Do you think that? And that was in the nightmare scene. So do you think that the Joker and the Justice League specifically, maybe even just Batman will be working together? I mean, I, I would think they they have to. I think Darkseid's too powerful, and Joker realized that. Yeah, he thrives on chaos and everything, but you know, Darkseid is a a different beast to say the least. And we know that it's at least Batman and Cyborg there, because in the one shot, you literally see Cyborg standing behind Batman. And I I can't wait to see what because again, this was the the new scenes that were shot. Just the, you know, just knowing that Ben kind of came back to put on the bat suit again, it, it's kind of cool. I, I just, you know, to, to see if we actually do see Joker and Batman working together to take down Darkseid. How ironic. I know. Is it something that, like... Like, has it happened? Has Bat- Joker ever worked with Batman? No, this- no, but I guess the question is, like... So, okay, let's do this. As much as you can... What is that that whole nightmare scene that Batman has? He talks about that he had a dream in the trailer. Then you go to this dusty kind of browned out nightmare scene where you do see the Joker. Could you give a little bit of context to the listeners about what that whole thing is? Well, me personally, it, it looks like that Superman is under Darkseid's control and they're basically transforming Earth, kind of what they did with Apocalypse, where they're basically taking all of Earth's nutrients and going to basically destroy the planet and destroy all life itself, because Darkseid is after that anti-life equation. 
So in this scenario, like you just kind of laid out with it being dark side and, and kind of him being such a, Oh, and can we say we finally saw granny goodness? Like that was awesome to see granny goodness in the background. Yeah. And we, we got that a little bit in a tease, like a 10 second tease a couple days before the trailer, but then obviously the full, the, you know, the more context, um, was awesome to see during the actual trailer when you see dark side walking down the aisle with, I believe it was who else was, it was dark side, the sounding and granny goodness. And, and real you. quick, I just think it's so great. Like this is, you know, Jack Kirby's creation. This is when Jack Kirby originally was with Marvel and did all the Stanley stuff and eventually left Marvel came to DC. I think for four years, he created the elseworlds. He created dark side, Orion, uh, Mr. Miracle, Stephen Wolf, all the, this entire world. And I'm just like so happy that we're finally getting this because Darkseid is one of my favorite villains. So to finally get him on the big screen, like th- this is going to be awesome. Do you, I remember what I was, not remember, but I, I have a way to ask you what I was going to ask you earlier when I couldn't find the words. The Joker, we know he's in the nightmare scene. We just asked that they're going to work together. Do you believe, do you think we're going to see him outside of the nightmare scene stuff in kind of like the real world, if you will? I... I don't think so. I, I just think because the way that Zach kind of pitched it, that he had this little quick little cameo for the Joker. And I think if he only has a minute of screen time, I think we're going to get it all in the nightmare scene. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I, I hope we get more because, you know, who doesn't want to see more Joker? So you just laid out what the nightmare scene was, but how central do you think the nightmare scene is to the plot? I I would say a lot. I think that kind of goes back to when Flash kind of, goes back uh in the past and said it's lois you know lois is the key and i, I maybe in the, in elseworlds i'd imagine that um lois is killed i assume and then that's what kind of turns superman to that dark side or you know or like you know to that that side rather to be the the killer for dark side or just kind of taking over earth so i think lois is going to be an important part of this movie yeah, we're getting a four-hour film. How much screen time do you think they give this nightmare scene? They give. Uh, would you say I'm sorry? The nightmare, the whole nightmare scene, though. How how much screen time do you think that gets out of the four hours? I would. I'd love if we get at least forty-five minutes of it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was kind of. I I, I, I want to see the parademons. I want to see Dark Side. I want to see some granny goodness. You give. I, I obviously I want to see more of the Joker. I mean, but there's only a minute or, or two of that of the least with the Joker. But again, just to see Batman like that, that little shot that remember that one action shot we got in BVS. Oh yeah. And he looks badass as like a desert camo rogue. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's, really it's, it's this is like, we're, we're going to see Ben shine again. We're going to see what we first saw when everyone kind of loved him. And then the Batman that we got in Josh Whedon's cut of the Justice League, that was the complete opposite of what, Ben was, you know what I mean? It, it, it just didn't, it didn't play right. How much screen time do you think black, black suit Superman will get? Well, I would consider, and it's, I would say he's going to get a lot because in the comics, the black suit is, is it, that kind of like regenerates. I know it's kind of backwards. It means like death to life. You know, you could say it's backwards, but that's kind of re- regenerate him with the sun's radiation. That's how he's kind of, you know, going to become alive again. Yeah, we're not going to get the long, the long hair like we got in the comics, but just, just, just I'm just happy that we're getting the black suit. It, it, it just don't make sense to me that WB was so against the black suit that I, I'm so glad that Zach, you know, really thought of 
well, just in case I'm going to change these colors, just in case last second I can, if they agree last minute to do the black suit, that he's finally getting his vision to, to get this. Because I, I just don't understand why this, this WB just didn't believe it or didn't think it would work. And I, I think they're dead wrong to me. That proves that, I don't at least that they weren't comic fans growing up. Mm-hmm. You mentioned this earlier. You kind of touched on it for, for a second there, but I want you to dive a little deeper. Do you believe that Lois Lane dies in this film? I... I I think she, I think she does. I think she does die or I think she does die which then turns it into the nightmare scene which that you know could be a, hopefully we'll get a 45 minutes to an hour and then Flash is going to run back in time and then that's when Ben or uh, Batman's going to realize that he has to save Lois to avoid yeah. this coming apocalypse and that's how we're going to get I think the last it's, you know leg of the movie. Yeah, there's your big MacGuffin for the whole group to kind of come together to, to solve. And then you have, obviously, yeah. the big villains standing in the way of that. That There you go. There's your entire plot. And you can get a long time out of that. Now, uh, you've probably watched the trailer a couple times. You've probably watched, you know, maybe you didn't, but you, you might have watched Ryan Airy's video. You might have watched, Char- you know, Charlie's video on the trailer. If you did, and even if you didn't, uh, after watching that trailer a couple different times, what other kind of, you know, tinfoil hat theories do you have that this could you know could that we could see in this movie or or what things that that they said that you're like oh that makes a lot of sense that we really haven't shown a ton of light on over the last couple of weeks is there anything that's really sticking out to you i mean i again I, i'm pretty sure they 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 had to speak on it but i think we're going to get more of aquaman all the kind of more setting up his story because remember this was kind of supposed to set up the aquaman movie um i we're probably going to get more amber heard i I don't know, because I, I remember did hearing that William Defoe was supposed to be in it, then they kind of cut his stuff for the Josh Whedon cut, so I wouldn't be surprised if we see some William Defoe in this movie a little bit. Um, obviously, Cyborg's going to get a, a whole bunch more backstory than what he got, because he was you know completely cut. Uh, you have, at least for Flash, we you actually saw Iris West in this trailer. Yeah. So, so her whole arc was completely cut from the movie, so we're going to get that in there. I mean, I, I can't believe we, we didn't even mention. I mean, we only saw if you blinked, you missed it, but you saw Batman standing on the freaking war tank, right from the Dark Knight Returns. If you, um, uh, Frank Miller story, literally right from the comic book. Just, just to see that, even though it was the quickest of seconds, it looks so badass. Please show me that in in the nightmare scene. Oh God, yeah. Now, I I think Willem Dafoe is probably going to be in it um, for not a substantial amount, but like you said, more Amber. I think Willem's got a chance to be in it a little bit more um, or at all. Was he even in the theatrical? No, no, that, that's what I'm saying. His whole part was cut. Yeah. Was so cut. I, I'm, I'm because I, I know he, I'm pretty sure Zach said he had a couple like a scene or two. So I'm, I'm thinking that we're going to get him in this cut. Yeah. And then to your point about the I think Zach even called it like a war machine or something like that. Yeah, um, that oh. that that's going to be so hyped to see that. What what do you think that that tank is even for? Oh, that that I mean, again, if if that's the nightmare scene, you're going up against dark side, all them parademons. I mean, you're he's going to need a lot more than that tank to take on them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And I mean, Superman. Any, anything else that that about this trailer specifically that you're like, yeah, we. I'm hyped on that, this, that, the other. Because this trailer was, I think, I mean, the last I, look we're going to really get. Yeah, I, I think this, if this didn't convince people that 
we're going to get a completely different film than what we got in 2016. I, I, I don't know what will. Just from everything we saw, the whole tone looks different. The whole color palette is different. The tone's different. Their their dialogue is different. I I already could, I already see that this mo- is a completely different movie. I just I really because again you know they're still the haters. I saw them on Twitter. Of course, I had to you know read through just to keep people are saying, but people are just going to hate to hate. You know you know one minute they'll they'll crap all over a DC movie, but then they'll you know rave about a Marvel movie. It's like okay, can can we like both? Like give give it a fair shake. You know I I don't crap on any movie until at least after I see it first. Like I still didn't see. Um, what was the last Marvel movie that came out? The last Marvel movie that came out after Endgame? Yeah, it was, yeah, uh, Mutants, New Mutants. Like, I still didn't oh, see that yet. Like, yeah. it, it didn't look great, but I didn't crap all over it. I'm still going to say it. And I, I, I just haven't, you know, had the time to see it yet. But again, just, just go in the movie with a, just a blank slate. Judge it for yourself. Don't worry about with me, Greg, Ryan, Airy, Charles. Don't matter what anyone says. Go see it for yourself. And, you know, you only have to wait another month. And and then you know it's it's four hours. You can watch as many times as you want. You could, in one day, you can only watch it five times. No, six. And and you and I already know people that said that's going to be on repeat all day. I mean, I I don't know if I'm going to be one of those people. You know, four hours is a lot of time. At least one time, let me digest a little bit, and then maybe the next day, if I really think it was that good, I'll, I'll watch it again. Yeah, you know, you can uh, you can watch it in parts. You can you can make it a one hour series and you can find your own ways to stop it you get your own I, but i i feel like once you hit play i don't think he's going to give you a moment to stop oh see now we're talking now we're talking is there anything that this movie needs to stay away from that's my last question by the way stay away from i i, I think as long as they stayed away from the the, the corny the, the way that josh had batman kind of something's broken where he fell in the thing or he had flash kind of being a little bit i don't know dweeby or i i don't even know what what the right word is for that one but i i i I think we're in in good hands i i love that we he didn't show anything of deathstroke like keep that like you got to keep us like surprised for something so i'm really interested to see what his scene is and maybe there was something maybe he added something else that he kept under wraps like we don't know but i'm i'm really interested to, 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 to see that he finally gets to tell his full story after all these years of you know his cut just sitting on the rack, just unfinished. And he's—I don't—I don't know if he ever saw the his cut yet or uh, Josh's cut. I would love to see what he thought about it, but I, again, he probably wouldn't never do that because he'd probably be crapping all over Josh's cut. And I know Josh got enough issues; he don't need any more. But I—I'm—I'm I'm just really looking forward to this cut, and and hopefully you guys are too. Well, I think he's absolutely seen it. If if he was saying none of my stuff is going to be in it, like. If it's three and a half hours of new footage on a four-hour film, that means he knows. I, I, yeah, I, I, his exact quote was, "Not a single frame of his movie will be in my move in in my yeah. film." So I'd like to think he knows what was used and and he's seen that cut. I mean, he's seen that cut just to justify and know getting his own because everybody knows that it was necessary. Um, you know, I I think there's a lot of people out there saying that this movie isn't necessary, and and you know, I humbly disagree. I, I really don't have a dog in the fight, but. You know, if you want my two cents, I think it I think it is. This was the this film. Maybe it wasn't supposed to be four hours. Maybe, you know, there was a planned trilogy, this, that and the other. But like this Joss Whedon's cut was not what was originally planned. It was not what was set out to be. So when you have a, a film that never saw the light of day, it's, this is not what was supposed to be. It's right. 
it's right to justify and, and right that wrong. So the, to me, even if the Joss Whedon cut was good, I would still love to see Snyder's vision anyway because of the circumstances in which he had to leave the project, the fact that he never got to finish this um, and was kind of upheaved so quickly from it. It was almost like, what what the hell? He's gone. And, and you know, obviously these circumstances around what happened are, are enormous and not to be made light of. But I think this movie is absolutely necessary personally. Yeah, and, and come on. Every DC fan's been waiting for this movie. Again, just look at everyone so no one can ever say, Oh man, but what if we got his cut? We're finally going to get, and this is going to, and we're going to get this. And assuming it does well, it's well received. You bet your ass, HBO is going to go after the year cut for Suicide Squad. I'm telling you, if this does well, which I'm sure it's going to do fantastic, we're going to get the year cut. Mark my words. Yeah, no, I mean you, you, I, you just, I couldn't agree with you anymore. Um, I think, I mean it. I'd like to see what, um, and it's it's Ayer, but I'd like to see what David Ayer has in mind for for um, Leto's Joker specifically. After now, we've seen him in the we or not the Whedon cut. My goodness, the Snyder cut. I'd love to see if like because we know now that that Joker was WB's Joker, right? The damaged and this, that, and the other. Does he maintain the same appearance? Because I agree with you. I think David Ayer because he's been tweeting about it this that and the other so he's doing this he's following suit what zach did yeah. the fans are getting behind it he already has his own uh i think they already made its own you know it's twitter page it's the same exact path is being followed it's only a matter of time and we just gotta have the, again the justice league just has to stick its landing i i don't know how much we're going to be talking about the snyder cut before it comes out because i don't foresee another trailer Maybe, maybe, maybe another 15 second teaser to get everybody hyped up, but I don't see a full blown trailer. Maybe some new still images like you. I, I agree. Yeah, I please, pl- please, no more trailer. You, you, you showed enough, Zach. I think everyone's on board. And, and if they're not, uh, don't, don't watch it. I, I agree with you where I think there has to be some stuff kept secret, like again, Deathstroke and things like that. So I agree. I there might be a little bit more, but in the next month, we might not be talking about this film a lot because a lot of stuff might not be dropped. We already know the length. We already know the way it's going to be released. We already know the date. We've seen a trailer. So because it might not be at the forefront of the conversation over the next four weeks, is there anything else that you want to tie it in a bow before we kind of let it go? I, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm, I, I think we hit everything again. I, I mean, again, last thing I'll say is how do you start? the Josh cut with Henry's mustache. When we got that little snippet of Superman in the black suit with his heat vision, he looks so badass. I, I mean, how WB went to, to choose the, the fake mustache. I'll never understand. Can't wait to see this film. Come on, Zach. Don't let us down. Speaking of being let down, we got our first. Oh, oh Jesus. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We got our first Nintendo direct. And I'm talking full-blown general direct since September 4th, 2019. And that one I distinctly remember kind of sucked. So I was looking forward to this basically because we haven't had one in a year and a half. And the last one was pretty bad. So, like, was this the one that they've been sitting on all of 2020's announcements ready to roll and they're just going to hit us? over the head with a million different things and you try not to work yourself up but at the end of the day instead of them kind of 
throwing everything that they like making up for lost time. Like a lot of folks kind of myself included thought this could be, it was just them getting back to normal. And they delivered a Nintendo direct that I would describe in three words, quantity over quality. Uh, This was 50 minutes long. So this is where our top three for the night is going to belong. We're going to list our top three favorite announcements from the direct. And believe me, there was a metric ton of stuff that they announced. I refuse and will not go through every single announcement. Um, For the ones I don't care about, I wrote down some small stuff. That's all. Uh, But they did have a lot of things to talk about. And so this, this was the longest general direct ever. And so you think to yourself, that must mean they're either going to go ham on one thing for too long and give us the rest, or they're just going to go announcement, announcement, announcement. And if they just said it was a 25 minute direct, I don't think I would have gotten my hopes up because there's only so much time to deliver these new announcements. But because it was 50, I absolutely had high expectations. Um, Not to say they weren't met because at the end of the day, man, I'm just happy that it's back and it's just cool to talk about again. But I will say this was, not exactly my type of direct. I know that the audience yeah. had served. I was not in that. that yeah, I mean, as soon as I got done the 50 minutes presentation, I, I just, you know, I, again, I'm not one to say, oh, it, it, it sucked because it, I, it didn't suck. Just a lot of the stuff that was shown wasn't for me. And, and I'm sure a lot of it wasn't for you either. That's exactly right. Not again. People say something sucks when it's just not their thing. That yeah, doesn't mean it, it sucks. Uh, I was asked to review a record by a, a PR partner of ours. And because I listened to it and thought, you know, this isn't my style, but I knew people out there would love it. I declined the review and I said, Hey, I don't want to sit here and bash on a record. I didn't like, cause that doesn't do the artist any good. Yeah. What's, what's the point? I, I'll just respectfully pass. Cause it's just not my cup of tea. And that's what I think about this direct. There's a lot of good stuff in here. I don't want to get that wrong. Plenty of stuff to make it a top three for me. But at the end of the day, you know, I actually got two predictions right in here, by the way, and uh, I'll get to those in a minute. Um, but at the end of the day, where's Metroid? What about Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary? You know, uh, where's what's next for Mario? Where, where are your flagship titles? Kirby, Donkey Kong. We've had three Splatoon games now before the last Donkey Kong game. Where's, uh, you know, where's my boy Lil Mac from Punch-Out? There's a lot of Nintendo franchises, Star Fox, F-Zero that you're sitting on that, we just don't know anything else about Bayonetta three. Where was that? So a lot of things that we know are out in the mythos that they had an opportunity. Now, a lot of folks think June with the E3 direct, you're going to get a huge blot. I tend to agree because they do actually go pretty hardcore the last couple months on or years on the E3 direct, but we don't even know who knows that's all for the future. I'm not here to speculate on the future. Let's talk about what we got. They started with the smash announcement Pyra, and Mithra for Smash. A lot of people thought Rex and Pyro were a possibility. This is Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Good game. Fun characters. I like that they brought Pyra. They left Rex out of it, and they gave you Mithra in there as like the person Pyra can transform into. Gives me that uh, uh, Zelda chic thing from, from Melee and Brawl, and, and now obviously uh, Ultimate. But like that's really cool. If you're not a Xenoblade fan, if you're not a JRPG fan, if you're sick and tired of of anime sword fighters, this fighter was not for you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know shit about the character, but I will say her move list was awesome. Yeah. I love their attacks. 
flaming sword. Like, how can you hate yeah. that? Right. But I think a lot of folks, right. Like we want to crash and why for all the things that were announced during this direct for crash Four to be its own standalone tweet. While that's cool because it gives him the entire stage. You don't forget about it. It was a big deal. He got his own day to kind of shine there. He wasn't just lost in a direct that every single star lined up for this to be crash bandicoot. Now I also see this point Pyra and Mithra are not an E3 smash character reveal smash characters for E3 have been banjo and Ridley and like the giant characters. So if you're going to announce somebody as big as crash, I get it. If it's going to be in June for the E3 style direct, we're going to get in June. That's great. But, but like the timing just works so well now. Plus there were over 1.5 million people watching this direct live 300,000 tuned in an hour before the thing even started. You had the whole gaming world's eyes on you. This would have been a huge place and a very appropriate place to drop crash. And it would have started direct off. Now, a lot of people love this. It just wasn't for me. Like you said, movesets cool. It gives Shulk somebody else from Xenoblade. Just not really for me. Then we got Fall Guys coming to Switch. It was previously PlayStation exclusive, uh, at least console exclusive. That game died a horrible death when Among Us came out and, and kind of got popular. But this summer it's coming to Switch. It also was announced today that it's coming to Xbox One S and X as well. So there you go for Fall and, Guys. And, and I don't care what anyone says. Fall Guys is better than Among Us. Amongst, I, I don't care. Among us, among us, I, 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 among us, it's not for me. I think Fall Guys is actually fun. I actually tend to agree with that. Fall Guys was fun while I played it. Uh, among us is just not my style. This is not. Hey, yeah, even when streamers watch it, it's like I, I, or when play it, I watch it's, it's boring. But when they do Fall Guys, it's, I actually, it, it's fun. Yeah, and now Fall Guys coming to Switch and, and Xbox will be will be fun, and I, I can see myself jumping in some online matches there. We got some outer the outer wilds, which is a critically acclaimed game, 22 minute game chunks where the world basically ends and then starts over. But you remember what happened before. Pretty crazy concept there. Famicom Detectives Club, two different games get localized. Samurai Warriors five. The Legend of Mana is coming June 24th. It's been completely remastered. It's a classic game. The cool thing about The Legend of Mana is when you go to a different area or unlock a different area, you can actually place it wherever you want on the map and you kind of build out your own RPG map. Really unique uh, gameplay mechanic there. I like that. Uh, we got another Monster Hunter Rise trailer before we got into the first big announcement for me, which was Mario Golf Super Rush. Yeah, as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay, there's Greg's number one. It is. It. I, will, I won't spoil uh, it anymore. I won't hide it anymore. It is my number one. That is correct. I, I mean, Greg, Greg, there's no, I didn't see anything. As soon as I saw it, like, okay, there is Greg's number one. I know he called it. He's been waiting for it. I'm glad he got it. I sent you a text that just said, by the way, I want it on record. Mario Golf's happening. I just want to put that out there. Yeah, hundred um, percent. You you called it absolutely right, and as soon as I saw it, I said, "Okay." Score it was one weird, for Greg. though. It, it was super weird. Like they didn't. It didn't kind of like start with a cinematic thing. It didn't start. It just literally cut to Mario swinging a golf club, and it was kind of jarring. Like, oh wait, oh it's here, it's happening. What's going on? And there's not a lot going on on the course. It's kind of just open, and it kind of looked like very, very open, very yeah. open. 
And I was like, shit, this is going to stink. And it looks exactly like tennis aces. So I wouldn't be shocked if the team behind tennis aces is doing this game as well. But like tennis aces is good. So, you know, if they did, that's fine. But I was like, no, it kind of just looks pretty bad. And then they started to go to the different worlds. And then Bowser is wearing like checkered golf pants. And Wario looks like things out of my nightmares with his golf getup. And it was just, okay, fine. Everything's good. It was just, that's the one course is probably going to be a little barren, but they showed some wacky shit. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> it's got a story mode. It's got speed golf mode where four players tee off at the same time. You run through the course after you hit your ball. And it's actually not how many strokes it's how fast you get it into the hole. That's who wins that. That to me is a phenomenal concept that I'm looking very forward to. Yeah, it, it was neat. And I was like, this is a day one pre-order for Greg. I think this is June 25th, if memory serves me right. It sounds um, right. I, I, I uh, am going to buy it physically because I like to own Switch cartridges. I'll go digital for a lot of stuff, but I like big AAA Switch games to be in cartridge form. Uh, so I'll, I'll definitely pick that up day one. Um, again, not going to hide it. It is my absolute number one. It is my current banner on Twitter. Uh, I I thought the the screenshot the still shot of like the logo they gave us boy howdy I hope that's the box art because it, it looks gorgeous <laughs> I will be Waluigi all day uh, you will never stop me he is my go to in tennis aces he will be my go to in Super Rush then we got some smaller announcements uh, we got a new uh, No More Heroes three trailer but we finally got a release date for that game it's been years and years and years we're getting it August twenty seventh. We got some more small stuff, including some weird DC female heroes game. What what was that all about? Yeah, I I don't know what that was. It kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, it it really did. I was I never heard that announced ever. Never. No, this was a brand new world premiere of this game, and uh, it's a full sixty dollar release, which doesn't give me a lot of hope. But you got all of the femme fatales, right? Like all the big DC superhero gals all together in one spot somebody said on twitter it made me laugh really hard they said oh we got a fr- we got preview coverage of this game and i hate to tell everybody the joker's in it and at the end he just kills all of them <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like hell yeah i wonder if like star girl's gonna be in that game uh because i mean if, if you're gonna have the women i would imagine so right yeah i just I, I don't know i didn't i don't think i saw her in the trailer although i will admit the only time I watched the trailer for this game was in the actual direct. I kind of skipped over it and all my other coverage because this game just does not speak to me. Yeah, same here. I, I'm glad I, I was hoping it wasn't going to be on your list. For, yeah, for I promise you it's not in my top 10. We now get the return of a cult classic game from the DS era, Metopia. This is not a brand new concept. It's basically a living world for your me's and your friends from your friends list that can join the game and you can make this guy the villain of a dragon game and this person the, the plumber and this person this that and the other and just have a lot of fun in this living world of me's um again it's not for me but i can understand the appeal this is again a very cult classic game from i believe the ds now coming up to switch it makes sense people were hyped i just wasn't among the crowd yeah that was never one i played either we got some Mario themed stuff coming to Animal Crossing New Horizons. And I want to say for the first time ever, we got a placeable item in Animal Crossing that actually does something. And that's the warp pipe. You can actually put two warp pipes somewhere on your island. And when you go in the warp pipe, you come out the other side. Talk about fast travel. That's yeah. actually pretty cool yeah. for, for Animal Crossing. Yeah, it was different. 
it was different and and not only that you got all your costumes you got the blocks you got the the the, the coin blocks you have all the cool stuff that's coming march 1st i believe the free update can be downloaded ahead of time in like february 25th or 27th and then it'll go live on the first which is cool you don't have to waste time downloading an update i'm, I'm assuming it's going to be semi substantial and then things will just start to become available now again this did not will not and has not made me want to dive back into animal crossing that ship has sailed yeah it ain't coming back that's gone we got our the the one thing that i was like i was fearful of for this direct was that they were going to spend an insane amount of time on something i gave less than a shit about which i think is pretty impossible when we're talking about nintendo like first party stuff or not even second party but like or maybe even third because i think it's ubi or square uh, but we got this really long look into Project Triangle Strategy. And uh, this is the follow-up to Octopath Traveler. Instead of being a JRPG, it's a JRPG mixed with a strategy game. I get that. But boy, this was too long of a look. It wasted a lot of time. And it got me... It, it Whatever hype I had left was almost completely sucked out when I sat there for five minutes and watched something I didn't care about. Yeah, it's definitely something that I wanted to be like, I really want to fast forward to this. I know I was definitely on my phone for this one. I'm not even going to lie. It's tough when you watch it live. I didn't know if I was going to be able to watch this direct live, but luckily enough, my wife is a fucking trooper and uh, and I got to. She knew how much it meant to me. And so it sucks when you're watching a live stream and you can't fast forward. This would have been something I would. I mean, you were only waiting, what, over 500 days for this direct. So, you know, you could say you're just a little bit excited. And even at the end of the day, I'm still watching a direct, which you just never knew when that was going to happen again. So yeah. even if it wasn't for me or if the game just didn't speak, you to appreciated it, it. I just appreciate it. That's right. I might not have loved this direct, but I sure did appreciate that it's back. And so then we got some stuff that started to get the hype train rolling a little bit. And then it kind of, you know, didn't do too much. So we got to look at Star Wars Hunters. It's coming in 2021. And that's literally all we know about it. We got, <laughs> that's like, it. <laughs> we got a 10 second little CG video with zero context. I believe they said it'll be a third person online shooter. So I have no idea what that's all about, but it's another Star Wars game. I don't know if it's coming to other consoles or if this is a Switch exclusive Star Wars game, which in that case, then it becomes a big deal. A yeah, Switch only it, Star Wars game would be nice. It could potentially be good. You know, just you, we need more than, you know, eight seconds of of a video here if you think about it right switch has marvel ultimate alliance 3 which was never a console exclusive before you got to play that on ps3 and xbox 360 and all that and for the third one to go right to switch well now they have their big marvel property well guess what who what else is owned by disney besides marvel oh yeah star wars so i could see this game being switch exclusive and this is the big star wars game you can only play on switch that would be cool I am semi looking forward to this because it's a fun, shooty Star Wars game, but because I know literally nothing about it and I imagine we won't find anything about it for, you know, at least two or three months. Maybe the June Direct will get a couple minutes on it because it did say 2021. Um, I don't know enough about it for it to make my list or for me to be really hyped about it. There just wasn't a lot there. Yeah. We got Knockout City, which was... Another game they probably spent a little too long on. That trailer yeah. was gruelingly long. But I got to I gotta tell you, game looked fun. 
Yeah, again, another game that, that looked different that wasn't my cup of tea that I just kind of appreciate. Like, okay, I, I I could see this, but you know, I I didn't think that in my head that you were going to get it. But uh, an online dodgeball game, like an open world dodgeball shooter, kind of is kind, the yeah. is that wacky premise that I like. Yeah, um, run around this. It reminds me of Splatoon for whatever reason. You just run but I, I know it, it's the multiplayer, the online. I know you're not a huge fan of it, so. I was playing destruction all-stars. I mean, like I'm cool with that to jump in and just play some matches. I played a bunch of Splatoon online. I have Nintendo online, so I could, if I wanted to. Um, so, you know, it was, if they didn't do that weird trailer with like all those characters talking on a couch and they just kind of showed you some wacky dodgeball action, I think I might've appreciated it more. Yeah, I agree. I would have cut that whole, cut that whole part. Yeah. I'm not going to lie though. I'm intrigued. I won't say I'm like uber hyped. I'm intrigued. Okay. We got some smaller stuff before we got our Ninja Gaiden Master Collection. Another one of my predictions. I, I predicted that. That cool. Uh, that's coming June 10th. Um, yeah, that did look cool. We got our Age of Calamity DLC in the form of a $20 expansion pass. We'll get extra characters, extra weapons, things you expect. We kind of saw that one coming too. Some more small stuff that's coming soon. They went over all the games that are coming soon. So like Bravely Default 2 and Monster Hunter Rise and Apex Legends and all this stuff. They not so sneakily, not so subtly left new Pokemon Snap out because we know it's coming in April. We know it's one of the only things coming in the next couple months. So why would you leave that out, you say? Because there was zero Pokemon in this thing, which I called from the start. I said, yep. we're not going to see an ounce of Pokemon. That If that doesn't confirm that a Direct is coming or a Presents. A Pokemon. A Pokemon Presents is coming next week for Pokemon Day. I don't know what does, but just be prepared for that. On next week's episode, we're going to have Ryan Airy and a Pokemon Direct. It's going to be wild. I hope he says, yeah, I never liked Pokemon. Well, he's not going to be here for gaming, so whatever. Uh, it'll be just me gushing about the Diamond and Pearl remakes for an entire hour. You're probably going to log off, and I'm still going to be talking about it. <laughs> I won't uh, then, be surprised. Then we got uh, Alnuma came on, and everybody was like, everybody I knew was like, here we go, baby. Breath of the Wild 2, it's coming. He says, I'm Alnuma from Nintendo. I know you're looking for Breath of the Wild 2. And everybody's like, yeah, we are, baby. Let's see it. You're beat. He basically (laughs) said, you're beat. Uh, Nope, not going to get it. You got to wait longer. And it did say at the bottom of the screen, more information about this title planned for later this year. That 100% does two things. It 100% confirms a direct for later in the year, whether it's a Zelda only direct or the big E3 one, whatever. We're getting another direct. The other thing to me, this is not confirmed. This is my speculation that it 100% to me confirmed is that Breath of the Wild 2 is coming in 2022, not 2021. Yeah, I, I never, I don't think I ever thought it was going to come 2020. I'm more like 2022, possibly early 2023. A lot of folks um believe that the switch pro is coming this year and everybody thinks that the launch game for it would be breath of the wild 2 what better game to launch with it but if you're not even going to talk about it we we haven't seen it since june of 2019 if you're not even going to talk about it till later this year there ain't no way it's going to drop that same year yeah i agree this bush i mean you know the the optimist says well they when they revealed breath of the wild one on the night that the switch was announced in January, it released only two months later in March. Me says that game was actually 
revealed in 2015 when it was called Zelda Wii U and then reworked for the Switch into Breath of the Wild. So it was supposed to be a Wii U game. So, uh, you know, it wasn't just like, oh, yeah, here it is. Two months later, it's out. No, this game was shown off for for two and a half years before we actually got it. So I think we're in for a 2022, probably March to celebrate the five year anniversary of the Switch. That's what I would guess. I mean, it, it sounds good in theory, but I don't know. It could be a little because, quick. Well, Breath of the Wild 1 was a launch title. You have five years between games. That's a that's a while. And what better way to celebrate the fifth anniversary of the Switch than with a sequel to the game that launched the Switch? That's my own speculation. That's just me being a Nintendo. Uh, we got, instead of Breath of the Wild 2, he said, but enjoy this Zelda game. And I thought that this Direct was going to be 50 minutes because they were going to devote 20 of it to the Legend of Zelda's 35th anniversary and basically give us a Direct inside of a Direct. They did not. They gave us one Zelda game and it was Skyward Sword HD. And I don't remember playing this game back in the day, but I thought it looked pretty good, though, for the little bit we got. It's a it was a Wii game. So it was the last mainline Zelda game before Breath of the Wild. It was on Wii. It was the lowest selling and worst reviewed of the entire 3D Zelda collection. But it's got that cult following. It's that cult classic. A lot of people think that the controls, the they had forced motion controls, that that was a reason why um, it didn't get very good reviews. And now Nintendo is is re-releasing it in HD, but added button controls. Yeah, not I did just, like I, I did like you could control the sheet, the the shield and sword. I thought that was a nice touch. Yeah, you can do that with Joy-Con. You could also do it with with uh, the, the the sticks and stuff. So if you don't feel like playing with motion, you can play it in a traditional sense. I like that. It's really cool. They also announced these really neat Zelda Joy-Con that'll be coming out the same day as uh, Skyward Sword HD. That'll be July 16th, by the way, of this year. I was all in on Skyward Sword. I never played the original on Wii. It was one of the only Wii games like I didn't own, um, or big ones, I should say. And I was pretty hyped for it. And then they announced that it's a $60 full price game. And I was like, <laughs> no, I'm not doing it. No. For now. Uh, until, until, unless you need a game, then we'll see what I'll happens. Buy I'll buy it day one. Yeah. You know me. I'm a yeah. sucker for I'm a sucker for cornrows and manicured toes and Zelda games. And they ended it with their one big thing. And oh man, the possibilities were just endless on what this could be. So excited. And then they show you a desert and you're like, oh, Donkey Kong F Zero. What is it? And they immediately show you the beginning of Splatoon 3 is coming next year. Yeah, and, and once you saw that, I know you're probably like, ah, crap. Close. I, I, I'm just past this. Like, I like Splatoon. I'm just a little past it. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. I know you liked Splatoon too. We actually used to watch the Splatoon directs together in my Horsham house. I know you like Splatoon. It's just crazy that we we don't need a third one. Yeah, I, I I agree. I was like, it, it was it was cool at first, one, two, three. I'm like, ah, eh, okay. You what know? is the third one gonna do so much different? We have it, 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 it. It looked like everything that I've seen before. Exactly. We have a single player content already for Splatoon. We already have a, a single player expansion, which is arguably the best expansion Nintendo might have ever put out. It's so good, Octo expansion. We have incredible online multiplayer. We have a giant community. What could three possibly do? Now they're going to take you to a new city, not Inkopolis. They're going to take you into the uh, a new character, a genderless character, by the way. They're going to take you into 
you know, whatever. Maybe you can play in this upside down France world type thing, this desert. Who knows? But like, I don't know what this game is going to do to justify it, not just being another expansion to two uh, and a full blown Splatoon three. The assets are already there. It kind of looks the same. So I'm sure it wasn't that difficult to develop outside of ideas. Um, But this was the one more thing that I was like, damn. Yeah, we could have save. Yeah, we could have skipped this one. All right. So that was our first direct in over 500 days again. I didn't love it, but I'm not going to shit on it because I'm just happy it existed. Wasn't my favorite. Not going to sit here and overhype things that just didn't get me hyped. But there was enough here to give me a top three. But we'll start with you. What was your top three, at least your number three, for favorite things announced in this direct? My number three was the Fall Guys, the ultimate knockout. Like, I I truly had, you know, watching Fall Guys, I know I watched Liam McIntyre and Tyler Sons from, you know, Spartacus and when they're watching it for like the retro replay guys, like I was into it. I was laughing. I was having a good time and I can see how, how competitive that it really is. So to continue the next game or the next expansion of this, it's pretty cool. I, I like fall guys. I can confirm. It is a mini anxiety attack when you're about to win and then something happens and you lose. It's like going, it's like on the last lap of Mario Kart, and right before the finish line, you get hit with a blue shell and finish sixth. I was going to say, on your last lap of Mario Kart, you have to chug your beer before you cross, cross the finish line. <laughs> yeah, I remember them days. Yeah, we've played that a couple times. But yeah, it is it is a cool game. Um, I, I do like it, and I'm excited for it to come to Switch, and I think that I will play more of it when it does come out eventually because yeah. I, I did stick to new stuff, like for the console like brand new it was never announced before that's what i stuck with well kind of one's a cop out but uh i did not go with fall guys for my number three i actually went with knockout city um oh nice that should tell you all you need to know about this direct that i chose a dodgeball game two sports games now you know my three and my one golf and dodgeball from a nintendo direct go figure easy I'm, i'm i don't see myself like playing this game forever but it, it does have a hook that I'm interested in. Yeah. My number two, I went with The Legend of Zelda, the Skyward Sword HD collection. Again, I never played the Wii game. I, I Again, like you said, it was the what the worst received. It probably made the less financially out of, of all the other series. I thought it looked cool, and I think it could bring new life into the game that more people hopefully will turn will come around and turn to love it. Now, like, Again, this was Wii, not Wii U. The Wii sold over 100 million units. And by the time this game came out, there were over 90 million units sold. So it had plenty of audience. It just didn't gain traction. It's not like a Wii U game that just nobody bought the Wii U. Somebody on Twitter put it perfectly. The Legend of Skyward Sword undersold on the Wii and will oversell on the Switch. Yeah, I could definitely see that. People just buy Switch games, especially for... And people games. just buy Zelda games now. Like Zelda's just a big name, and it's a highly collectible, and especially now with sealed video games, I could see most people now are probably buying this the same game at least twice just to have one open and one sealed. Uh, my number two is also Skyward Sword HD. So, hey. um, and, and mine's a little bit, like I said, of a cop-out because I'm actually kind of more excited for the Joy-Con than I am the game. Those Joy-Cons look beautiful. Uh but I digress that I am I am cool with that game. I'm looking forward to it. Um, if it wasn't 60 bucks, man, I just wish it wasn't $60. That's a $40 game all yeah. day. But I digress. It's cool. You all know my number one. What was yours? <laughs> my number one is, is Samurai Warriors 5. 
I actually used to play this game when it was PlayStation for Samurai Wars. I started with either one or two. I'd like that this game centered around no, uh, Nobunaga Oda, who is based on a real person back in like the 1500 to 1600 Japan. And uh, I know a little bit about him. I know that he was in, he actually died in the Battle of Sekigahara in 1598. Again, my love for Roni Kenshin, all this kind of stuff. And a lot of stuff, samurai swords are kind of based off of this stuff in feudal Japan and battle. So to get more, for, to get another game of this franchise coming to Switch, that's awesome. Hmm. I'm happy, so happy that you chose a game we didn't really shine a spotlight on going through the, the direct. Yep, and I purposely didn't say a word about it. I, I figured, but that's cool. I, I was hoping golf would have made your list. I guess mm-hmm. you're just not a Mario sports guy. I just, you know, again, I knew that that's your number one. I didn't even want to even say it, it looked cool. It was probably my number four or five. Yeah, cool. Well, that was our first Nintendo Direct in over 500 days. I look forward to next week when we get a Pokemon Presents. Could be a Pokemon Direct. I think it'll be a Pokemon Presents. They did two of those last year. Yeah. Uh, but that that's my guess. And then again, we'll wait for the other directs. There were rumors today from from very reputable sources. The same guy that broke the story about the Mario remasters said today that not only that that uh, Skyward Sword is not the only Zelda game coming this year. That uh, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess are also both coming in HD to the Switch. They already came to the Wii U in HD, so they're already basically made. Uh, he said they're coming this year, no doubt about it. I know that for a fact. So. That was the same guy that blocked me on Twitter because I called him out for saying uh, amazing games done quick instead of awesome, that fucker. But <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, just cannot wait to continue to talk about Nintendo stuff. I can't wait for the next state of play. Like, when are we going to get some PS5 news? Because that's that console needs games badly. We need it. So we need it. Just give us a state of play now. That would be awesome. I want to know more about Sony first party stuff. Xbox, you just keep doing you. Uh, let's move into movies. Where well, I guess back in the movies where we got a trailer, the debut trailer for my number one most anticipated thing this year, the Mortal Kombat movie. I mean, a- a- after that trailer, I think this is everyone's kind of most excited film to see. We don't have to wait long. We're getting it on April 16th. So on, on HBO Max. Yeah, it could be Godzilla versus Kong still, though. There's, that is the like most watched trailer of the year in the first 24 hours. Like it's pretty nuts. Then second is uh, Zack Snyder's uh, Justice oh, League. Yeah. That's right. Um, this Mortal Kombat trailer without let's go into, you know, we'll dive into what it looked like and, and what happened in it and stuff. But before any of that, just overall impressions of the trailer, this might've been my favorite movie trailer I've watched in some time. This was excellent. Oh my, this, I think it's already, it just proven that it's going to be the best live action Mortal Kombat we've ever got. Can I go out on a limb and say this could be the best live action video game movie we ever get or ever have ever gotten? Yeah, I was gonna say ever, ever get, I, 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 you're definitely not, you know, you're not making too far of a stretch there because this trailer was absolutely fantastic. Might not be your style of movie, but Detective Pikachu was very good and it, and it did review pretty well. No, I, no, I did. I liked Detective Pikachu. Did you, I didn't even know you watched it. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. Oh, no shit. Cool. Um, I I think that this movie, like, first and foremost, you have to watch the Red Band. You cannot I did. Watch, oh, my God, yeah. Yeah. You cannot watch the Green Band trailer. And if you don't know what that means, the restricted adults one or the normal one you'd see on television. The Green Band is the normal TV 
Give me all the red band. But the red band is where you have to watch. Literally in the first 30 seconds, somebody gets their arms frozen off and you see it. You see their arms get ripped apart from ice. Uh, I love the WB logo froze over. It it shows you Sub-Zero. They're on a mission in Brazil to kill this guy. And they show Jax with arms. And then Jax ain't got no arms. This trailer did everything for me. It hit all the fun lines like finish him and get over here and fatality. And it showed you Sonya and Kano and da, 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 da. It did oh. everything right. It even showed you Molina. It even showed you. Can, Gore. Can, I, can I say something that there's no way you picked up on it? There's unless you looked, there's no way you knew it was him. Hold on. The hold actor, on. the actor playing Kano. Uh-huh. Josh Lawson from house really? of lies. Really? Yes. Yeah, dude, I, I, I'm looking at his name. Like, I, I, from what I got, it, he doesn't look like Kano. It's completely different than what we got him as, like the nerd in House of Lies. I, I can't wait. And, and, uh, um, the guy playing Hanzo Asashi Scorpion is Haruko Sonata, who's like one of my like favorite like, like samurai actors. He was in Last Samurai. He was in the Wolverine Forty Seven Ronin Rush Hour Three. This guy's the man. I am so excited to see this movie. And they they say it's going to be like about the resurrection of Scorpion and that a lot of this film, yeah, it'll hit the story beats. It's more of a retelling with potential franchise in mind of of the tournament and of, you know, you have to win 10 and then your realm wins and all the realms get merged together. It does go through those beats, but there's going to be a lot of focus on Scorpion. And if you know anything about the Mortal Kombat lore, you know about the history that Scorpion and Sub-Zero have. Hell, there was an animated film dedicated to it in 2020. Go watch that. We both did, and we gave our impressions on this show. Uh, but it, while I think that that's going to be great, and it's going to have this cool A and B storyline, there's this wild card. And the wild card comes in the name of Cole Young. Who do you think Cole Young, this new character made specifically for this movie, who do you think he is? Because I have a theory. I mean, I think he could he could become the next Scorpion, the next Sub Zero, depending. That yes. that's just my guess all off the just off the top. Yes. Now there's a couple different theories floating, and one of them is where's Johnny Cage in this movie? We don't know. Is he even going to be in this movie? We don't know. Does he eventually kind of rebrand himself as Johnny Cage? Is he then, a descendant then, of? Oh, then he be, kind of becomes an actor, changes his name from Cole Young to. Johnny, Johnny Cage. Cage. Yes. Um, I could see that. D- is he a descendant of Kung Lao? Is he uh, a descendant of Scorpion, which is where I'm in? Uh, I personally think, yes, he is absolutely uh, a descendant. And it might not be directly of Scorpion. It might have been of the clan that Scorpion uh, is is in. I cannot remember off the top of my head what the name of Scorpion's clan is. Ain't it the Hanzo clan? Mm, well, that's his last name. Or uh, first, I guess. But no, the... Uh, Oh man, the Shira, the Shira Rei, Shira Ryu, I believe. I can't remember, but uh, regardless, I think that he's probably a descendant of that clan. Um, and there's that decision to make of good and bad. Plus, I mean, it's all about Scorpion. Shiri Ryu Ninja Clan. Thank you, Shira Ryu. Now, uh, what do you, what did you make of the fight scenes? Dude, especially they were spectacular. Spectacular. The special effects looked awesome, especially Sub Zero right in the beginning when he kind of froze the bullet and the explosion came out. That was the coolest thing. Oh my God. How did I not talk? Like, that that was was come on. Like, dude, you know me. Sub Zero is my favorite. Like, so I was, I was, I was sold the first 10 seconds of this. I'm in. Can't wait. This is, I can already tell, is going to be the best Mortal Kombat thing ever. Just please make sure you do a sequel and another sequel and then you keep (laughs) doing sequels. 
I I hope they didn't do the old fashioned trope of the trailer was so good because it showed you everything the movie has to offer. Like, but to me, if if those trailer fight scenes look that good and we're in for elongated versions of that, like that's only a good thing. There is so much potential with these fight scenes because they're not only good choreography. They're vicious. Oh, and these and these are like some of these are martial artists. Like these guys know know what they're doing. And this is also produced by James Wan. So it's like, you know, there's some big names attached to this. Absolutely. And you saw that ending fight scene, which, by the way, was one of the coolest little 10 seconds. Oh, my God. With Scorpion and Sub-Zero fighting in that room. That's it. That that alone gets that. That alone gives you price admission to the movie. When Scorpion cuts him and he bleeds and then he reaches up in the air and turns his blood into an icicle. Oh no! When, when no, when Sub Zero cuts him and throws That's him through said. the. You said Scorpion. What? Well, no, when Scorpion gets cut and bleeds. I okay, said. gotcha, gotcha. Sub Zero gotcha. grabs his blood, freezes it, and then stabs him. Then throws him through an ice wall. Scorpion gets up and says, "Get over here!" Like it hit every beat. It was almost like an X-ray attack from the games, where you're doing those elongated attacks. Uh, to, Dude, to we we got Chang Chang Sung said finish him. Like we 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 literally got they they. Crossed every T, dotted every I. This Ano dropped an F bomb, so you know it's not only going to be. Good, I still can't awesome. believe it's Josh Lawson. Like I cannot believe it's Josh Lawson. Like that to me alone, that's awesome. Yeah, he looks completely different in his IMDb picture. By the way, I looked it up just now. That is that is trippy. I did not know that. But yep. uh, what I like about this film is there's a lot of act. Actually, all of them now. I don't. Besides Josh Josh Lawson, I don't know anybody. In this film well, I know Makad Brooks, who's Jax. I, I know he's been in a few things. He was in Supergirl, right? Still in also, Supergirl, and he's all, he also fills in for Steve Harvey. Uh, but yeah. I, I, I digress. Uh, I think that again, when you don't know all these actors and there's not this big name cast, that you can't really put them. I because I I don't associate. You, you know that. the actor playing Scorpion. He's been in some big movies. You know but, who he is. But my point is, like, if it was Stallone playing, okay, yeah, Johnny okay, Cage, I wouldn't see Johnny Cage. I'd see Stallone. Because I don't know these actors, I don't have to associate that with them. It's it's not like I'm seeing, you know, for the hundredth time, Kit Harrington in something. He will he will always just be Jon Snow, no matter what. So like I get to watch these characters and say, Oh, because Ronda Rousey, right? She voiced Sonya in Mortal Kombat eleven. And it was just plain awful. And every time Sonya's on the screen, I'm like, Oh, that's just Ronda Rousey. But because I don't know the woman playing Sonya in this movie, I can say, Oh, cool, that's Sonya Blade. I'm really excited. Now, Kano looked like he was a good guy or looked like he was at least working with them, which is so uncannon because he's actually responsible for killing Sonya's partner. But it looked like he was on a mountaintop with them and like almost working with them. So I'm excited to see how that kind of fits in, if at all. But my favorite besides Sub-Zero, my favorite Mortal Kombat character of all time, one of your not so favorites, Goro, got some screen time in this trailer, jumping like King Kong. It's about to smash some fool's face in. He looked incredible. Yeah, compared to what we what we got in his first live action appearance, he he looks absolutely great. Even though that quick second, like uh, he, he's about to rip somebody's arms off. But with those rose colored glasses on, that horrible animatronic puppet Goro from the first movie is so endearing. Oh, dude, and it. God, the, the dragon from Liu Kang. Yeah, the oh. fire dragon. Yeah, he. I don't know who was at the bottom of that where it looked like he's gonna get. Oh, and dude, I can't. Dude, we're gonna get Kung Lao. Like, I, I, I am so excited for this movie. You also get Melina. She was licking her side. Yep, you saw her for a quick second. Yeah, you saw her for a quick second. My big question to you is: We saw a statue of him, but will we see Shao Kahn? 
I I think we could, they could tease him for the next one. I, I think hundred percent. That, that's that, what they did with the original though. They went I, they went uh, Shang Tsung for the first film, and then Annihilation was all about Shao Kahn. Do you think they would follow that though? I mean, I I think they should be and fix what they failed to do in the second one. You got Shinnok, you have Quan Chi, you even have Kronika from the. Like, you have some big bads that don't, you know. So, but I get it. Shao I just Kahn want them to keep. Them. I want them to keep going long enough that they can introduce Noob Saibot, and then I'm good. Then I've seen everything I needed to see in Mortal Kombat live action. I'm almost positive smoke was in this too. Like you saw somebody, you saw a ninja walking out of a cloud of smoke. I'd like to think that that was smoke. Uh, so it's just cool to be able to like correctly see all of our favorites in life. Yeah. And now, and now they're finally going to get like their justice, the, the, the justice that they, I mean, again, we'll always love the 97 version. Cause we grew up with that. Where's 94. I forget one of them years, but it's old. It's not, I don't think it's 97. I think maybe annihilation was 97, but it's old. But I, I I can't freaking wait. If you haven't seen this trailer yet, and like if you ever cared about Mortal Kombat for a second, I even made Ashley watch this trailer as soon as it came out, and she was like, "Yeah, it looks good." Go on our Facebook page, Facebook And it was ninety five more first Mortal Kombat. Sorry, cool. Facebook.com slash we podcast and we know things. It's one of the most recent things we've posted. You have to watch this trailer. It is so unbelievably oh, good. Did you know Paul W S Anderson directed the first Mortal Kombat? I, I didn't did. know that, or or if I did, I forgot. I did because there's a whole lot of controversy around him in the second one. So I will leave that in the past where it belongs and we will move on here as it looks like Black Widow will be released in theaters and not Disney Plus no matter what. Yeah. And that's again, was that stipulations in her contract that it has to. So they make back end deals, blah, blah, blah. Similar to New Mutants of it's got to come out with that. Now it was agreed to before the pandemic. So, you know, they kind of have to go there. But again, it all takes is an amend. Might be an expensive amend, but this movie is destined to fail. I mean, I'm just at least financially. I'm just in no rush. Like, I I don't care. Like, she's been dead for four years now in these movies. Like, I'm just this movie's 10 years too late. I mean, I'm still going to see it because I I love Taskmaster. It's just uh, I probably won't see it in theaters. I'll just wait till it comes to Disney Plus. I personally think that this movie fits perfectly as the first movie post post Age of Ultron. That's where she was almost at her height. Everybody kind of knew who she was. She got two Avengers movies. Yeah, it was like that or right right after Iron Man 2. I feel like that's where she was at her highest. Yeah, that's actually a really good one. I can see that too. So somewhere in that era would have been just fine. I don't think, you know, in 2021, late 2021, that, you know, this movie is just like going to do great. Uh, Let's see. What else we have? Zawe Ashton reportedly cast as the villain for Captain Marvel 2. And I have no idea. I don't think they said what villain she's actually playing. I heard people kind of speculating that it's Rogue. If Rogue is the villain, that could be an interesting twist. So again, I just you know just make Captain Marvel a little bit better. First one wasn't it wasn't great. So hoping the second one's better. If somehow Monica Rambeau from Wandavision is in it, I think it'll be up there. Yeah, and when she should eventually have her power, so we should be good. Who is she, Photon? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Cruella. This is our last story of movies. Cruella got a trailer for the new film called Cruella, about Cruella DeVille from 101 Dalmatians. It stars Emma Stone. The trailer hit uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember. It's coming to Disney Plus or maybe even theaters. I can't remember. In May. 
I watched this trailer and I thought to myself, you know, it doesn't look half bad. Oh, that's good to hear. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I did not see this trailer. I did. I saw one image of her as a picture. I thought she looked okay. She looks um, like Cruella Quinn. Like they're doing a full Harley Quinn thing with her. Yeah, I, I saw someone else do a mock-up of that, like of her as Harley. And I was like, no, please, God, no. I, I, I'm, I'm not a huge... Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not like a hundred percent like her favorite, you know, her favorite person. She was in a few good things, but she doesn't really tickle my fancy. I'll, I'll probably see it because growing up, I did like 101 Dalmatians. So it's coming to Disney plus. Okay. I don't got to wait too long. I liked her in easy. A. I liked her a lot in super bad. That's kind of the movie that jump started her career. Yeah. And I, I was going to say, that's probably the only two movies that I was like, okay. Um, she, I'm good. She she first and foremost has a good English accent in this film. She does that well. She plays the part. It looks really good so far from a limited trailer. It, they do this thing where she's just a normal girl at first, and she's just unassuming. And then all of a sudden, she kind of transforms into this Cruella Deville kind of persona. And I mean, like literally, her hair is parted with two colors down the middle, and it's it's, it's Harley Quinn full blown with dogs like that's where we're at so even if you watch it's only like a minute and a half so even if you watch this trailer just to see what i'm talking about it's very obvious the kind of the motif they're going with here is well harley quinn's popular let's do it to a cruella deville yeah uh, but let's go into tv as the Chappelle show is back on netflix and might i add hbo max yeah i guess i guess dave talked to the the, the big wigs up top and he was paid a a, a nice sum and he got hit the the rights back to his show. It's good to see man got paid and everyone can kind of see his show again. I'm sure there's a nice royalty in it for him. Oh, he do. He got a, a huge check. I'm sure with some backends. So he Dave's doing just fine. Yeah. He'll get those royalty checks for years to come. It's it's yeah. every stream. He gets a dime or whatever, and then he'll make millions of dollars. I'm millions sure. Of millions of dollars. WandaVision's final three episodes, including the one the day you're hearing this podcast on the 19th of February might be an hour long each but again 20 minutes of credit so there's that better than 28 minutes with 20 minutes of credits <laughs> that, was, that was the first thing i thought i was like man how long are they gonna put these credits huh they but again, again you know, it, it, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that there are longer episodes the, the show's finally coming together everything's kind of you know they found their footing like a couple episodes ago they're, they're going full steam ahead and i'm really looking forward to it hope they get stick to landing to what they're building man i thought they've had their footing the whole time i know we debated this last week and, and already talked about it i just i mean it, it's, it's like the flip-flop for us with mandalorian you thought maybe the mandalorian took it needed a few episodes me i i thought this needs a few episodes I, you're absolutely not wrong i think the mandalorian was a fetch quest for half the season and this was a yeah. sitcom for half the season what's the difference you know yeah um let's see what do we got next the previously rumored and reported Constantine series, we talked about that on this show once or twice, is now officially in development for HBO Max. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm hyped to to get something with John Constantine. This brings us one step closer to getting that Justice League Dark, to possibly bringing back season two of Swamp Thing, which we need. But it don't look like that it's going to be Matt Ryan. I, I, I it's tough for me to think of somebody else, even like. Keanu Reeves, it's Matt Ryan right now. He played John. He plays John Constantine on Legends of Tomorrow, and I I just think he's fantastic. So it, it I'm, it's it's tough for me right now to try to think of a different actor to play him. But regardless, I'm going to watch it because let's face it, I love John Constantine. Before we get into gaming, our final story in TV: John Wesley Ship will join the season two of Stargirl. 
I absolutely freaking loved that. The OG Flash. We, me and you both freaking raved about Stargirl's first season. It was fantastic. Season two looks like it's going to just, just follow suit and be also amazing to get John Wesley's ship back. I cannot wait. Sign me up. Uh, this is what? The, the original Flash from like the 70s? Yeah, so John Wesley's ship, he was the original actor that played the Flash in his TV show. That only lasted one season. Oh, and right. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was in, you know, The Flash with Grant Gustin. He cameoed a few times. But again, just to see him coming back in Stargirl, they're still in that same universe. That's why I, I got to, you got to love the CW verse of kind of having everything kind of intertwined and, and having that whole world. It's awesome. But let me take it over in gaming. We'll start it off. We got a big impression. Let's see what you thought of Super Mario 3D World and Bowser's Fury. <clears throat> I, I know we talked about guys, the review. He didn't like it. Oh, no, it's amazing. I, I There you go. I I know uh, last week we gave the review, and the reviewer for IGN gave it a 7, and I kept saying, like, that's so weird that everyone's giving it 8s and 9s, and this guy was like, yeah, these two games aren't enough. Like, And I went back, and I looked at the original review from the 2013 release of Mario 3D World, and I thought I, I, thought I remember them giving this a really high score. What was it? They gave it a 9.6 originally. Jeez. And I thought, and I think, you know what? I got it. It's two different reviewers. So like you get it, but how can you bastardize a 9.6 for giving you a better version of that? Plus a six hour game on top of it by 2.6 less points. Doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Cause that release at a 9.6 was $60 as well. So this is one review, whether it was PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, DC, Marvel or not. I don't care. This is one review that I I'm just going to kind of call bullshit on. Um, uh, didn't that one didn't stick well with me because this game is not only just as good as it was seven eight years ago it's better they made the game better yeah. uh, there is no save screen after every level like there was after every level 380 stars in this game after every level you get saving save complete and you have to hit a on the switch version it now just saves in the background you don't ever have to worry about it mm-hmm. you move faster literally faster the slowest character on the switch version moves faster than the fastest character in the wii u version it's just a better smoother experience and on top of that so i beat that game i, I you know i oh, love man. that game it's so good i got you need like 150 stars or something like that i had 192 or something um 180 i can't remember but it's super good it's all the levels are short and sweet. Like there's nothing that's overstays. It's welcome. I used peach most of the time, Luigi second Mario third, and then only two levels with toad, maybe one super good game. Bowser's fury though, is what I wanted to spend the most time because most people have played. Well, nobody's played 3d world. It was a Wii U game, but a lot of people are playing 3d world, but Bowser's fury is this new experience and it's one giant open Island Mario odyssey style with 3d world controls and every couple minutes, Mario or I'm sorry, Bowser pops up out of the, the swamp and turns in this giant thing and shoots fireballs at you. You have to run around and get cash shines. It's just wacky and wild and pretty fucking perfect. So I loved every second. I am only about two hours into this six hour Bowser's Fury experience. I told myself I wasn't going to play it till I beat the main game of 3D World. But here's the coolest part. And this is what I want everyone to know if you're thinking about picking up this game. A lot of people were speculating. Do you have to beat 3D World to unlock it? 
Does it, you know, come in the middle of world five, you get automatic access to it. Is it a pipe that leads you to it throughout the game? No. At the uh, opening screen of the game, it says, do you want to play Mario 3D World or do you want to just play Bowser's Fury? It is its own separate game that you can play from the start. You never even have to touch 3D World. That alone makes this worth the one, the money. I think it's a phenomenal addition to Mario's library. The last big Mario port that needed to come to Switch. Now they're all here. It's so good. If you're sleeping on it, wake the hell up. It deserves to be played. It's so good. So so what do you think? A 9 out of 10? Uh, easily a 9 out of 10. I won't go 10, but I will absolutely say it's a 9 out of 10. It will not qualify for my game of the year because it's just an old game. Bowser's Fury is just not enough to qualify. But, uh, I mean, it's it's just superb. Uh, but that's good to hear. Right? I'm glad to hear that. It's better than the damn 7. Yep. Next up, our favorite. We got the January NPD. Top 20 best-selling games of the month of January, and here they are. Number 20, up from number 40 in December, UFC 4. Number 19, again, digital sales not included for Nintendo games. Have to remember that every month. Super Mario Party. Number 18, Cyberpunk 2077. Number 17, Minecraft, but the PlayStation 4 edition. Hey, score one for us. Number 16, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Number 15, Just Dance 2021. Number 14, (laughs) Mortal Kombat 11. Number 13, Immortals, Phoenix Rising. Number 12, FIFA 21. Number 11, Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Number 10, NBA 2K21. Number 9, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Nice. Number 8, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Number 7, up from number 19, Ring Fit Adventure. Somebody put that game back in stock. That's really all that was. Uh, number six, Mario Kart 8 fucking deluxe. There's my one F-bomb. Are you serious? This game continues to sell like crazy. I love uh, it. Number five. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, I love it. Yeah, there's no need for Mario Kart 9. Just Why bastardize the sales of 8? Just don't, don't need it. Uh, I want it, though, because 8's a little old for me. I've owned it on two consoles. Number uh, five, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Number four, Madden NFL 21. Number three, Spider-Man Miles Morales. Number two, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And number one, as expected, Call of Duty Black Ops. Yeah, no surprise. Cold War. I mean, no surprise that, you know, Nintendo took most of that. But it was good to see Sony get on there for one or two. (laughs) Nintendo is dominating again. But again, PlayStation 5 doesn't have a lot of specific. exclusives Games, yeah. but they will and when they do they gonna be on this list colin moriarty says on twitter that his next game with lily mo is coming this year he said he's writing an R- a jrpg i don't know if that's gonna be the one because that's probably a little bigger of a project that's probably next year i would imagine this is the sequel to twin breaker i think we can get twin breaker 2 um the game was awesome we reviewed it last year. I gave it a 9.75 for a damn near perfect uh, brick breaker. It was phenomenal. Um, it was in my top 15 games of the year, so definitely cannot recommend it enough. And just to know that Colin's pumping out game, game, game with Lily Mo. Once he took over 49% of that company, man, they just, they're finding their stride with Hybroxia 2 and Twin Breaker. And now what I think will be Twin Breaker 2. That's three games 
in a year and a half. That's a lot for yeah. anybody, much less an indie studio. So good on them. But I heard you, Colin. He put it in the subtweet and kind of put a winky face next to it, kind of hidden. No, 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 friend. I saw it. I'm <laughs> I love it. And the last story we got in gaming, Avengers for PS5 and Xbox drops March 18th, and they'll be joined by the launch of Hawkeye. We still don't have ex- uh, that, that whole Spider-Man bullshit that they said that'll be exclusive to PlayStation. We're still waiting on that one, uh, Crystal Dynamics. But uh, we're getting the PS5 and the Xbox Series X and S version. Even though Ever nobody been- asked for it. Right, on, on the 18th of March with a brand new trophy list. So people that already platinumed it have to platinum it again. Uh, and they're finally giving another launch character, post-launch character, in Hawkeye. But again, the character nobody asked for. So Hawkeye is so boring to me. Uh, I am so out on this game and just getting it on PS5 and Xbox Series X will do nothing for me. Please just put this game to bed. It's ready. It's ready. I agree. We teased a new segment up top or at least something different than the CGC spotlight. We're being a little bit facetious because instead of our CGC spotlight, Sam just flat out said he's out of books. We're going to go with our weekly WADA spotlight. Sam, instead of CGC, hit us with your weekly WADA. Yeah, so in, until I get some, some new slabs in, uh, I think, so, I mean, so far, I think I have maybe like 10 or 11 WADA games. So at least for the next 10, 11 episodes, I'll be picking out my WADA games. I still got some more at WADA, so we'll see if I get something back. But the first one, I figured I'd start. Probably my favorite game in my collection. Twisted Metal 2 for the PS1. Somehow tracked down a sealed copy. It was actually through Instagram. Um, GA Comics Alchemy Pasta is his IG name. I, I'm a little off on it. It's been a while, but this was the first party release with the Y scene with the Sony securities label and tear strip right up top. This is a 7.5 sealed with an A seal rating. Again, a little bit different from, from WADA. Like if you go to uh, VGA, they just give you the, like the, the grade. It's like 80, 85, 90, 95. WADA kind of deals more in like held like CGC does it kind of on that kind of graded tier. And they give you a graded tier rating for your seal. It goes a plus plus is your absolute best seal rating you can get, and I think your worst is a. I don't know if they do C plus or it's a B minus. It's it's one of those. I don't know if it was C or B. Thankfully, I never knock on wood. I never got one that low. But this was this is probably the, my most game I've ever played in my life. Probably my favorite game, easily my favorite one. In the series. It's the most successful in the Twisted Metal series. It sold one point four seven million copies in the United States alone. Um, it's it's actually a, a tough game to still find sealed. If, if you scroll eBay and you look at Wada games or just sealed Twisted Metal Two, you see people asking ten grand, thirteen grand. I even saw um, someone's got Twisted Metal, you know, Twisted Metal One with the long box. Remember that for the PS One? Mm-hmm. Someone had the PS One, PS or um, Twisted Metal One, Two, Three, and Four. I think they're asking like thirty eight thousand dollars for each four games. So like that's the, the sealed video games are definitely, you know, on the rise. It's crazy that after the first, the, you know, the first Twisted Metal was a success. They only gave them 16 months to get this game made in 16 months. I think they did a pretty damn good job considering it's most people's favorite. It came out in 1996, by the way, um, it was developed by a uh, single track. It was published by Sony 
and it came out for PlayStation and Microsoft Windows. And then the when it first came out, Game Informer gave it an 8.75 out of 10. Um, other things when they released the um, like they get the re-release, like the greatest hits version that came out two years later, but it wasn't by um, single trick. It was by nine, eight, nine studios. They did the re-release. I, I don't know why they changed. I, I don't know if there was some form of dispute or something like that. I didn't dig that much that deep into it, but just want to make note of that. Um, this is a game that I truly think PlayStation needs to get remade for the PS five. I would love to play this game online with some friends and, and really kind of, uh, just give it the it should look way better than what it does like again when you go back and look at these graphics it, I, I can't believe what we were playing but they can make this game look so much better uh I, there's no census yet on on water like cgc does i think they will release the the, the population report just so we, we know how many is graded but twisted metal 2 is becoming like that really hard sought after game like crash bandicoot 2 or even one very hard to games for playstation my jewel case has that little crack in the front, which is why it's got a 7.5. But other than that, it's it's absolutely beautiful condition. And I'm, I'm super happy I was able to get it early before it almost becomes impossible. It was one of the first few games that I actually got created. So that's my weekly WADA for Twisted Metal 2. You know, you could just get a new jewel case. That's oh, you, yeah, but you, you can't get the, the cheap. But again, if you sent that in Yours to get graded. sealed though, right? Yeah, mine's factory seal with the the first party Y scene. Yeah, but again, that's the if tough part. yeah, of course. But and, and if you got a like you can, someone could have ordered a replacement case and sent it into Wada, and they do grade games complete in box with the manual and stuff like that. But if you went to VGA, they only deal with sealed games. I difference own, there. I own a complete in box, not factory sealed. I own a complete in box Crash Two for PS One. If anybody wants to make me an offer, because I will never play it. So it is for sale. Uh, that was it. That was episode 225 of the pod. Be sure to look out next week. I'm telling you, we're going to be doing a Pokemon Presents recap, but also we're going to be joined by Ryan Airy. We're going to be talking Snyder Cut, WandaVision, and all of the nerdy news in movies and TV. Well, at least just with him, those two things. And then Sam and I will take back over for gaming. But I cannot wait for that episode. Check it out. Cannot wait. Thank you so much to everybody for hanging out with us tonight. An hour and 40 minutes. Our favorite. Awesome. Good time. See you next week. Episode, uh, everybody for episode 226. Toasty. Hey.